Skype of Cthulhu presents The Call of Cthulhu Scenario Horror's Heart by Sheldon Gillet. Let's do it. Okay. Let's burn this baby. Would somebody <laughs> like to give us a recap of uh, what happened or failed to happen in the last session? Yeah. A lot failed to happen. There was a lot of searching of places we had and hadn't been before, and we didn't get much information from any of them. Although, uh, I guess we haven't seen Simon's photographs, I don't think, uh, but he, yeah, he did pick I, them I've up. Showed, uh, I did show the photographs to the group. Maybe we just didn't get anything from them then. Um, Anna Solis had a vision of some um, dead people coming to life. Or becoming animated. Mm, we just learned that a cow's heart's bigger than a person's heart. We learned a little bit more about the <laughs> cult of the blood, uh, perhaps. And uh, we headed, some of us headed to the uh, Canterbury Club where we were refused entry and are sort of scouting out to see who might come out later on while the rest of the group went out to the Lavoise to either. Uh, reverse the curse or pretend to reverse the curse or do something else. We'll find out. <laughs> I guess we will. So, yes. So, uh, Mr. Harwick, Mr. Forge, and Mr. McBride um, are hanging out in the Antique District. Um, I believe you guys have pretty much given up trying to get into the Canterbury Club and we're just hanging out there for a bit in the district. You weren't going anywhere else or returning to the, the church? Or... Yeah, I think the goal was to, my goal, uh, I think, was to at least see who we see leaving at some point. So we may be here for a while, but yeah, staking out um, the entrance, uh, trying to keep out of view of the slidey door thing. Okay. Because you said all the limos left, so eventually we'll see them come back, presumably, and we can get some information, hopefully. Okay. Well, we'll leave you guys there for now, and we will cut over to the Lavoie estate as Ms. Boone, Mr. Steele, and the, despite uh, his earlier opposition, the suddenly no longer as opposed, uh, Father Gutierrez. <laughs> Perhaps the uh, the keeper would allow us a moment in the taxi on the way over to talk about just what the hell we have in plan, we have in mind for this evening. Uh, Is that you may have as many moments as you wish, sir. <laughs> okay, that's certainly what uh, Simon seems to be dead set on knowing exactly what he wants to do. Um, the father yeah. is staring out the window, I guess, and uh, yeah, Patricia is wondering how she got in the middle. So. Um, what are your thoughts, Simon? We're supposed to... Uh, uh... My thoughts is we actually do the ritual well, and get it to remove the curse. If you look at the reading on the bowl, say hypothetically on a page 17 of 27, uh, that does not exist except in the players' minds. Um, I was reading what it says in the bowl, and I don't think it actually says how to do the ritual and besides that the first line really concerns me it says i'll read the whole thing <clears throat> to cage the one in the form of the one this bowl shall use the talisman shall carve into the surface 
Six candles shall place in the order of the clock, six drops of fresh blood into this bowl place, and add a piece of the one or the many. Say the words, repeat the words for the one of cycle of the clock. So there's a few things here. One is say the words, and we've got no words. Two is we do uh, have the words. The Latin, the not the Latin phrasing, but the you know the Latin words on the piece of paper. Wait, on the piece of paper. Uh, he if, means if, he means in the bowl. Oh, in sorry, in yeah. Isn't We've that got, what I just uh, what I just read though? Is there no, more besides so that? Right, so that's what you just read is the French that is inscribed on the outside of the bowl. Ah. Right? But then there's also the phonetic but grammatically meaningless oh, Latin that's right, the curved line on the inside mm -hmm. of the bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that would be the words so we presume. So there's two things here, Simon. One is this tells how to cage the one in the form of the one, not how to yeah. remove the cage. Well, but, no, I, would, go ahead. I, would, so I would say that what it's saying is because inscribe the symbol, he's done that. That's that big circle thing. I would say, I mean, this is just my thoughts was basically he summoned something using this words and got it to put the curse on and then sent it away we do the ritual and get it to remove the curse from the family well we do the same ritual again that says yes. the cage one yeah so doing it twice, you do it once, it cages somebody. You'd summon something to cage somebody, you think. You do it again, what? It summons something and you tell them, let them out of the cage? Well, release. So Sorry, let me, let me throw in one other thing just to help you guys out because it has been <laughs> a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> the other kind of clue that you have uh, is right there on page 17, right kind of under the translation of the French on the bowl. Mm -hmm. that, that you had figured out um, is right the the inscription the three-legged bear points the way never make a bull frown for yes. then the raven will not stay right which is on Lavoie's tombstone right the right. Lavoie that cast the curse right said so you <laughs> never make a bull frown right and you you know had kind of had realized that you know depending on how you look at the Latin that's inscribed in the bull right because it doesn't Go straight through the apex. It right is curved around. Depending on how you look at it, the words form either a smile or a frown, depending on which way you point them. Mm -hmm. And the guy who laid the curse said, "Don't make it frown." So the idea would be to frown it to remove the curse, maybe. And can I get occult rolls from the two of you as you are well, pondering? Probably not from Patricia, but I think Simon's. That's something along these lines. Uh, oh, well, a zero eight's going to do something. 
What is the place in the cult? Uh, it's going to be a hard. It's going to get you to spend some luck, if nothing else. <laughs> well, I don't really have much to spend. <laughs> well, um, actually, I... this is pretty important. Yeah, maybe I should spend two of my last remaining. Well, let's hear what Simon does first. Despite uh, ways of cult. Uh, I get, I just got a normal success, zero five. Okay. So you, you, um, Mr. Steele from his, his research and his knowledge of such things and, uh, Ms. Boone probably had some, uh, legal case at one point where she was dealing with an occultist who, I don't know, happened to mention this or somehow it figured in the case that it comes back to her, um, that, <laughs> It is a typical thing in occult circles that when you perform a ritual and it does something to undo it, you perform the ritual backwards. Okay. So, yeah, so that means probably. I don't know what the food have a frowning and say the words backwards. Yeah. Okay, so some other concerns. Simon, uh, setting aside the six drops of fresh blood uh, and adding a piece of the one or the mini. The adding the piece of the one or the mini is kind of bothersome, but the whole thing, or the one thing that bothers me the most out of all this is the opening line that says, to cage the one in the form of the one. That sounds an awful lot to me like something is stuck in someone's body maybe What's or be... maybe in the bear the form of the bear yet they say oh gosh what is his name the uh the father of the war not the um going up to look at the uh family tree not uh lucian who just who performed the, the grandfather yeah so it's uh where are they oh jean claude um is the one who says he's been cursed so what does that mean he's got the bear in him he's been switched with the bear we've had conversations with him right yes you have we have. No, he's I, the one who he's the one who offered to pay you to lift the curse. It he's wasn't just Celine, right? Told you about it and asked you to do it. And he seems in ill health, if I recall. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. So. Father, what do you think? Trouble. Okay. Say, Simon. Look, he, he's happy to do it. He's happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's been convinced. He's not complaining. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So you think that it's a good idea to do this thing, to remove this curse? Uh, yeah. Okay. And um, so you're convinced Lucian was the quote-unquote bad guy 
and Jean-Pierre well, had look, just, uh, they're in with the mobsters. I mean, it's more shades of grey here. Not good guys, bad guy thing. I think the, I mean, my thing is, I think the grandfather may be of this group, the blood. And I'm hoping that if we can remove this curse, mm -hmm. that they'll actually let us into their extensive library, which might give us some more information about this cult. Okay. We've got the six candles. We've got the carved talisman. We've got the freaky circle that won't let us in the middle. Got the um, blood. If the heart wait, wait. doesn't do. What blood do we have? Oh, the cow's blood. That's right. Yeah. How about a piece but of just the your one reading of that? It's saying fresh blood. Mm -hmm. Right, fresh blood. And how about a piece of the one? Should we have a slice of the heart, or is it? No, a piece of the one. I'm thinking we might need something to link, like from the from the family, um, like possibly you know a piece of hair or something like that, something to link it with the family because we want to undo the curse from them. So ask for Jean Paul's hair. Yeah. Okay. So what about this bear? I'm uh well we have to beware it. We have to what? Um, beware of beware. it? Because uh what's her name got that saying that the one legged bear will be a danger to us. The three legged bear points oh, the way. And then the raven no. will not stay. I think Anna Celise was warned about both of them, the bears and the ravens. Ravens, yeah. Yes. And also we had a raven like hit the cab as an omen as soon as we got off the train just slam itself into it and limp away ah. who to trust who to trust all right so you just want to do the thing what are we doing for the one we get the lock affair how about if we tell them before we can do the ritual we need to kind of have a look around so that we understand the ground that was uh, this thing was performed on, and maybe we can get a look at the animals that they've rescued and have a go at that bear and see if that tells us anything. And then, if you'll indulge me with the bear, I'll, I'll go along with this. Okay, I'll indulge you with going to have a look at this bear. Okay. All right, deal. Yep. Just puts on her hand and holds it out. That's how we do it in the, in the courts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. cool. Okay. I think we're. Yep. Uh, you arrive to the Lavoie Mansion. Taxi lets you out. Or you know the uh, the gate opens. Taxi drives up, pulls up into the driveway. Um. Jean Jean Claude Lavoie is uh, standing outside. Ah, Gree, welcome, Mr. Steele, Ms. Boone, Father Gutier. Th thank you so much for coming. <coughs> thank you. Please, for having this, us. this, I thank you. Yes, 
Please, this this way. Follow. And he gestures towards the uh, guest house and leads you inside. Does he look worse health wise? Um, spot hidden roll. That's a normal success. Uh, yes, he's tr he's clearly trying to hide it, but he does. Okay. And he he leads you upstairs and kind of gestures towards the uh, the guest room where you know that the. Um, Curse was performed with the because you were there before. Yeah. Um. Now, sir, I know we're here to do the ritual, and we have a reasonable idea of the ritual. But um, if you indulge us for a minute, I realise there doesn't seem to be a lot of time left. But um, my my friend here, Miss Boone, had an idea, um, and with had a friend who sort of had you could say a prophecy of some sort talking about a three-legged bear and we think it may be linked because i believe you do have one on this on the grounds <laughs> yes yes in the menagerie yes there there is do you mind before we start the ritual can we go and take a look at this bear? Uh, of course, you would be welcome to. I, I, I do not know if if you will be able to to find it though. The animals have already been released into the grounds for the moment, and I, I know that uh, when there are. In cars and, and people about the, the bear and likes to hide itself in, in the woods. Ah. Uh, okay. I'll look to Miss Boone. Well, <clears throat> it could be important. Perhaps a few moments of our time before we begin, we could uh, have a look. The woods, you say, is the most likely place. The menagerie as well, and uh, if you'll indulge us for a few minutes, we'll uh, promise to return swiftly. I, I, I worry for your safety with the animals about, but if you insist, please. Do you have please. a man who could come with us to show us the way? I, I, I can point you down. The path, it's, it's fine. Okay, not a problem. We, I mean, we will be back in like 10, oh, what, 10, 15 minutes, and then we can start this ritual and get this over and done with and cure you. Uh, he looks disappointed at this strange delay to go sightseeing, <laughs> to go, you know, look at some animals. Yeah. You had all day to visit the Montreal Zoo, and here you are, wanting, whatever. Um <laughs> He'll, he leads you back outside, and uh, the menagerie is, is that way. 
about 10 minutes walk. Thank he you. Points, he points down, you. you know, a, a path that, you know, kind of leads around the house towards the back gardens and off kind of through the woods towards the back of the estate. Um, just one more thing, if you would. I know that you mentioned you worry for our safety. How is it that the animals are caught, released, and people at night are unharmed? <laughs> we simply don't walk the grounds at night. How are they caught and released every morning and night? <laughs> Lady, we don't catch the animals. We simply... The, uh, the the keepers in, entice them back into the menagerie with their breakfast. Mm. I see. And they are fed before they're released into the ground, I hope. <laughs> they are fed throughout the day, yes. Okay, that that's important information. Well, thank you. We'll we'll be back soon. Okay. So we'll head off. You head off yep. in the in the direction indicated mm -hmm. towards the menagerie path. It's dark. You can hear the chirping of crickets, the occasional cicada, nightingale calls. Uh, spot hidden rolls and listen rolls. Uh, do you have a gun, Spoon? <laughs> How do you ask me? Um, no, no, I don't. But I do good. have a good spot hidden, which I have uh, um, used. I missed my spot hidden, so it's good that you've got a good hot spot hidden. However, I, I can't hear anything. Yeah, listen. Uh, sorry, I forgot to roll. Oh, I, I hear almost everything I've rolled. Uh, hard success on my listen. Okay. Uh, Ms. So as you're, you know, kind of walking on this path, um, kind of through, you know, it's it's not dense woods, right? I mean, you know, there, there are dense woods on the estate, but this path is, you know, just kind of through a lightly wooded section. Um, you can see kind of off in the distance, you know, just kind of, you can't really see it. Of course, because it's too dark and there's no, there's no illumination, but you kind of make out, you know, a shape against, you know, the um, in the moonlight, uh, kind of silhouetted against the stars of a uh, a building, um, you know, some distance ahead of you yet. Uh, and as your eyes kind of take that in, and you can refocus, um, Mr. Steele, you hear uh, from. Kind of in the trees, maybe 20 feet or so, off to one side, a growl. And you turn to look, but it's it's just dark. You can't see anything, but you can hear something out there growling. And Ms. Boone, you see ahead of you, sitting on the path, kind of sitting up. It's not staring at you. It's not pointed your way. It's not you know, coming towards you, but you can see some kind of shape in the darkness and it kind of stretches and pulls itself up and it's, 
you know, at the moment it's kind of looking away from you and it, it takes a second, you know, in, in the very dim moonlight to kind of figure out what the shapes are. Um, but it is clearly large and clearly feline. Feline. Okay, I will uh, grab Mr. Steele's arm and sort of crouch low and uh, just point without saying any words. Yeah, and I'll sort of go, I'll point off in the direction that I heard the sound. Something out there. I think we should probably get back. I don't think this was a good idea. Yeah, I think this is the first bad idea of the night, but don't worry, there'll be more. Let's go. So maybe backing down the trail with my eyes yep. on the um, big cat. Mr. Steele, do you have a gun? No. I'm a reporter. <laughs> Got my camera. Is there a, uh, a large stick or something like that besides the path that I could maybe pick up? I'm sure there is. Okay. That's exactly what I will do with trembling hands. Oh, we'll basically set a fresh flash bulb into the camera because oh, nice. if all that fails, I can give it a nice scare with the flash. <laughs> and you did say that the, uh, whatever the form was, the large cat was facing away, it seemed like, right? That is correct. Okay. All right. Well. <clears throat> okay. Make our way back as best we can. And we'll maybe knock on the door. Uh, Jean-Claude is standing at the door. Did you find what you were hoping to see? Uh, <laughs> not quite. More like we found what you were worried we'd see. There's uh, no bears, but some cats about. So uh, we thought it'd be best idea to return. Ah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for your... That you chose wisely. Yes. Uh, are, are you ready now? I believe yes. So. Um, Go ahead. So, if I can ask you, can we have a couple of strands of your hair? We need something that the spell, this curse, is tied to you. So we need something to help release it. Of course, of course. <laughs> he he reaches out and pulls out. You know, a few, a, a small, <coughs> pulls out a small clump of hair and, and hands it to you. Thank now, you. is he the only one we've seen? We haven't seen Celine or Stefan or Stephen. Which one is it, by the way, Stefan or Stephen? I'm sorry. Stefan. Stefan. Okay, neither. Yeah, we've seen them in the house. We know they're there and some servants and whatnot. Or is it only. You've only seen Jean Claude. In this huge house. Okay. Sir, is it just you at the moment who's sick, or is your whole family? Uh, uh, Hugh is always has, has never been in the best of health, but I believe he is fading. Celine and Stefan, they they try to hide it, but. I believe they're starting to feel the effects as well. Um, 
but not, certainly I'm the most advanced. I believe I was the main focus of Lucian's ire. And do you know why you had his ire? Uh, because we chose to, I chose to come to Montreal and set up this this business and have been successful and that is not what he wanted for the family oh by the way this is just as we're walking upstairs i'm not trying to delay anything um uh and uh have you heard of something called the blood i know what blood is yes Okay. Well, if this is success, successful, is it possible? Well, hopefully, it's successful. By what we know, will be. Um, we may need to speak to you more about this group, the Blood. Uh, would be, if you are successful tonight, I will be forever in your debt. Of course, I will speak to you Thank on you. whatever subjects you would care to. Thank you. Um, I think. Miss Boone, I think we're ready. As you say, is uh, Jean-Claude accompanying us? I seem to remember Celine stayed at the bottom of the stairs and said she couldn't approach. Uh, he will accompany you as far as the hallway outside the room. Okay. Uh, gotcha. he's, he, right, part of the curse, right, he can't come in the room. He you know, can't mm-hmm. come in the room. Um, you know, and he's clearly uncomfortable kind of even in the hallway, but he'll you know, he'll, he'll come with you as far as, you know, okay. 10 feet down the hallway from the door kind of thing. Okay. <clears throat> so, yes, perhaps a few moments to consult, and we should be underway very soon. Perhaps, well, we've got the candles, I'm sure, with the anticipation we'd have matches. But, um... Oh, I'm a, I'm a smoker anyway, so I'll carry matches. Okay. All right. This is going to be good. <laughs> Father, why don't you just, you're not looking so well either. Why don't you just have a, a seat in the chair there by the door? We'll, uh, we'll take care of the preparations. You get ready with uh, the blessings in case something bad happens. Yep. And I will take the bowl, keep an eye, uh, put it down so that I'm looking at it with at a frown. Mm-hmm. Hold- Hold on. Should we be in the center? Do you think? No, no. I think I actually might be need to. Yeah. So put the candles around. I'm going to try to step into the center. I'll pick up the bowl and step into the center of the. Could we make an occult roll on this? This seems also like it might be important. Uh, which the idea of whether you need to be inside the sigil or in the not. center, or is, w- would this be like summoning something to appear in the center? Yeah, is it the absolute right place or the absolute wrong place to be? I uh, I won't even make you roll for it. Uh, okay. It is the right place to be. Okay. Okay, so I will step into the center since I've been able to make it before. Yep. I will attempt myself as well. Uh, you can do so. Okay. Okay. Put the yeah. bowl. Oh, hold, oh, hold, I'll hold the bowl. Now, I know we've got this blood, but looking, 
just realizing when he read it out, it needs to be it said fresh blood. Six drop of six drops of fresh blood. Yes. Okay. I'll pull out my knife and go, okay. It needs to be fresh blood. I don't think the heart's blood's going to do it. Patricia looks at him. <laughs> and don't worry, it's only six drops. Of the circle. No, no, no. <laughs> it's only six drops, and I'll be using my own blood. Ah, uh, very well. <laughs> she uh, feels a little better, and she's, she, I'll stand behind you, so I'm at the side of the frown as well. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so I will basically prick my hand and put. Uh, once the candles are lit, I'll put the blood into the bowl and uh, say the words. And it said, for a round of the clock. Hang on a moment. Like to, I remember the other weird thing that didn't seem like it was like leftovers, like we had the bodies of the little creatures and stuff like that. But the there were those toy soldiers, right, that were all pointed towards the center. What do you think about those? That seems like it might uh, be. What was the, uh, the toy soldiers in this room? Are they just in on the shelves, or are they yes. actually seen just on the shelves? They're, they're on a they're actually... they are on a high shelf surround you know surrounding the entire room. Yeah, I don't think they're actually important for the spell. I think they were just in the room when the father came to stay, or the grandfather came to stay. Well, you sound like you have more. Experience this than I, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, when you've been eaten by a time traveling bug that spits you out, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps Things I can happen. hold your camera with that bright flash. <laughs> Good idea. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty, um, pretty exposed here. I think. So, what was the timing they said? I'm just trying to find out again. Um. The. Say the words for one cycle of the clock. One cycle of the clock. So an hour. That would be a cycle of the clock, wouldn't it? Could be a minute, could be an hour, could be um, 24 hours. Is there a clock in here? Uh, sure. Uh, so have myself facing the clock. I'm going to basically start. Does it have a second hand? This time? Uh, no. No. Okay. I'll put my back to him and face the opposite direction as he begins. Okay. Okay. And I will start. And I'll basically do this ritual for... Uh, I will continue for at least an hour. Hoping okay. that that's a cycle. Okay. Uh, so, Mr. Steele, you're the... You're, you're the only one who's uh, saying the words, Miss Boone. You're you're there for moral support. Yes. Okay. Uh, Mr. Steele, yes, you have your candles lit. They are flickering in the darkness. As you start to say the words, the the red inscribed circle and the sigil and the pentagram and all of the sigils that are inscribed around it, they start to glow. A dull red color. You can feel your mind kind of drift away 
in the chanting. The first, the first kind of you know one or two times through the you know through the words through the entire line of text, uh, you know it's it's a little rough as you're you know, starting as you feel it out, and then you know, by the third time you're starting to get it and it's starting to flow, and your voice becomes you know kind of louder and more confident, and you know by the fourth and fifth time. <clears throat> you've got it down and you're just repeating this chant over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, you can both lose 1d4 sanity points. 1d4. Okay. Four, of course. Uh, oh, one. Woohoo! Uh, you can both gain 1d6 occult. And Mr. Steele, you can lose 10 magic points. Okay, this way. Uh, I've now got a 10 occult. And 10 magic points, you said? Yep. Only for you. <clears throat> okay, well, I'll pass out unconscious. At the end uh, of fair enough. Um, so you're, you're chanting and you, you can just feel yourself carried away, right? The, you know, the rest of the world disappears. Nothing else matters. You're just chanting and chanting and chanting and watching that clock turn. Ms. Boone, would you make a power roll, please? Yes. <clears throat> I will try. Oh, that's another really good one. That's going to be an extreme success. Okay. You can, you know, you can kind of, you can, you know, see the, you know, the glow rising from the symbols inscribed in the floor and, and hear Mr. Steele chanting and, you know, you can, you can kind of feel yourself, you know, your mind kind of drifting away. And as you do, you, you, you look and you see standing in the doorway outside the room in the hallway, you see Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Lavoie standing there you know, watching, watching intently as a man walks up next to him, uh, a fairly large kind of stout man. You hear a clumping sound as he kind of comes into view in the doorway and he turns and he stands next to Jean-Claude Lavoie. And you, as your mind, just before your mind drifts away, you realize two things about the man. First of all, you recognize his face. This is the man who accosted Celine on the train. Mm. And second, one of his legs is missing. He has a peg leg. Uh, Can I try to try my best to use the camera to snap a picture? Yeah, we will. We will cut over to the antique district. Mr. Harwick, Ms. LaForge, Mr. McBride, you are waiting outside the Canterbury Club. Um, you know, kind of depending on how long you wait, you know, yes. periodically through the evening, you know, in, even into the night, I guess, if you're going to wait there long enough, um, you know, a variety of, you know, limousines will pull up and disgorge some passengers who, you know, walk into the club and, you know, knock at the door and the window opens and they are loud into the club you know periodically a you know a car will uh, show up and no one gets out of it 
but you know, just a, a few minutes later, someone will come out of the club and get into the car. Uh, you know, so people are clearly coming and going from the Canterbury oh, Club. So what would it take to attempt to flag a car down either um, probably after after they're dropping off to uh, I'm not sure what, what to do with this once we get one, but to see if a driver will Excuse me, sir. Um, give me a. You can either make an app roll or a luck roll. All right. Um, well, she is slightly better looking than Lucky at the moment. Uh, we will try. Uh, <laughs> we'll try app here. Ooh, nope. Uh, normal failure. So I guess they're not going to lower their windows. You can see the driver kind of look at you, think about it for a moment, shake his head, and drive off. Okay. You got to flash some ankle there, sweetie. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, my ankle is not uh, not what it's used to be. Too much are running. They, are they all? dressed for a party would you say uh they are all dressed to the nines uh they are you know dressed very very well and clearly very very expensively i'm beginning to wonder if there weren't really any zombies at all but you think they just got drunk and ran around town or Perhaps, um, was it a story that they told for some reason? I mean, was the damage some... is real. Yeah. Were the zombies after somebody specifically at the party? Because they didn't oh. steal anything, correct? Well, but they went to other shops also. They were not just here. They were elsewhere in the district. Right, we came here because we thought they might, whoever did the break-ins might still be here. It's sort of accidental that we found this club here. I'm wondering if uh, we should do the break-ins, though, because perhaps <laughs> from inside the <laughs> antique store, we could hear something that is coming down from the Canterbury Club. Oh. If we could put a, a glass to the ceiling or something. Um. Why don't all three of you make listen rolls? Okay. And then we're going to hear some hot jazz. Zero six is a, ex, uh, nope, is a hard success. Okay. I got a hard success myself. Uh, you do not see, you do not hear any hot jazz. Uh, occasionally you can <laughs> kind of, you know, hear, you know, just enough kind of snatches of, of soft music in conversation, um, you know, coming from the club. Right to know that there are people in there, um, you know. But clearly, th this isn't you know a loud, you know, music and dancing club. No, I'm hoping it's conversations. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, Stanley pulls out his thing of keys and says, "All right." I will uh, keep watch. I assume we're at the front door. Uh, yeah, to we'll the have to go in the front door. Thing. Yep. I will look in the window before you do that to see if the old woman is still just sitting there. Uh, she is not. Okay. Thank goodness. 
then otherwise I will uh, appear to be engaging Miss LaForge in a conversation and hopefully providing some shielding for anybody who drives by. Party luck roll. Mm, 30? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> or maybe maybe I should ask this question first. Uh, how long are you waiting before doing this? From when? Uh, so you got there at what? Seven, I guess, around that kind of thing. Seven, maybe 7.30. So I'm assuming it's already probably like nine or so because we've been watching people come and go for quite a while. Okay, so a little bit later in the evening, but it's not like you're waiting until midnight or something like that. Right. Nothing okay. smart like that. Nope. Right. Uh, party luck roll with the bonus die. All right. Uh, dun, dun. There it is. Uh, well, neither of those is below 30. <laughs> uh, locksmith. I got Mark. an extreme locksmith. Very nice. Six. Yeah. Uh, so you know the the you know there's there's never a point when the street is kind of completely clear, but you know Mr. McBride kind of slips in there and and pops the lock fast enough, you know in in a very small gap that you're pretty sure you weren't seen or anything. You kind of quickly slip inside the store and close the door. Well, very good. Thank your fellow professors for being so forgetful of their keys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Ah, um, well, and uh, so so inside the shop, uh, is there an upstairs or is it just the one story? Uh, inside the shop, it is just the one story. So I would look for a book, uh, a ladder somehow to get up to the ceiling, I guess. Uh, there would certainly be a step ladder in there, you know, at least a, you know, maybe a five or six rung uh, kind of step ladder to be. And maybe, to and maybe there's a counter, uh, the the sales counter or something that one could stand on that would be more convenient. Or sure, yeah, you can okay. definitely find a way to, you know, with a reasonable amount of safety, such that you don't have to make a climb roll or an X roll or anything ridiculous like that. Uh, get yourself, get your head close to the ceiling. You know, it takes you a few minutes, but you can kind of. You can manage sure. it, especially with uh, the assistance of uh, two strong, sturdy men. <laughs> Wait, there's somebody besides Stanley here? <laughs> uh, uh, so while, while uh, she's doing that, I am going to look around a little bit here and in the off chance that perhaps there was... And I was here earlier, so I don't really have a lot of hope. But on the off chance that maybe in the back room or something, I find the thing that perhaps the other people were looking for the thing that the other people were looking for well i assume they broke in here looking for some sort of object or something like that i'm just i'm just gonna poke around a little bit okay i'm not hopeful but i don't want to be useless that's <laughs> fair enough um give me a second here uh poke around and roll yeah go ahead make a listen roll Ms. LaForge. Right. Ooh, I'll spend a little bit of my remaining luck on that listen roll. This is my listen roll to listen to the upstairs. Yep. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll spend some on that. Okay. Um, you can certainly hear 
soft music playing uh, and, you know, the occasional uh, kind of snaps of uh, conversation. Um, you know, it's it's soft enough. You certainly you know can't hear an entire conversation. Uh, you know, but you can kind of pick up you know pieces and scraps and and you know the occasional phrases. Um, there are conversations. You know, they're both men and women. Uh, conversation in both English and French. Um, <coughs> you know, sometimes it's talking about the music. Sometimes it's talking about the uh, you know the the quality of of the wine. Um, sometimes it's talking about uh, you know the the politics in Montreal. Uh, you know, there's a quick snatch of conversation that makes you think they're maybe talking about the fight at the club a couple of days ago. Um, you know, Canadian politics. Uh, there's certainly it's nothing fairly that, mundane. Yeah, um, yeah. There's certainly nothing that stuff. yeah. There's nothing that jumps out at you as ooh, this is ew, that's suspicious. It's culty. Yep. All right. Well, I will continue listening for a while as uh, um, Percival looks around and Mr. McBride does something. Holding the ladder. Holding uh, the holds the ladder. He's the Thank best you. of us. <laughs> <coughs> um, spot hidden roll. Nope. Okay. Uh, you find nothing of interest, I guess. It is not very interesting, the conversation. I I think we may want to go back and look for zombies again. All right, we'll climb down. Is yes, that... thank you. What do you think zombies would want to steal? I think it's more Tibetan stuff. Do I see anything that looks Tibetan? Do we think it was zombies or do we think it was those creatures that were in the uh, the church? Well, um, I think it's really those creatures that were in the church. I'm just calling them zombies because I don't like to think about it. And you see him kind of hold his neck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. And Stanley also looks really terrible, I will point out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, yes, I don't know. I mean, it seems likely it was something connected, but I don't know why I think that. But we could look around the shop for something from the Far East, perhaps, that is old. If you think, uh, but they, it, why would... Well, perhaps they are just not very good at looking for something. So, yeah, I guess I will look around for something um, Tibetan. Um, history or archaeology? Okay. Uh, let's see. History is probably... Yeah, history looks good. Uh, normal success on history. Uh, you find nothing that looks Tibet. I don't think there is anything here from Tibet. Well, let's go strolling and looking in the windows of other places. Perhaps we'll see something and uh, Mr. McBride can let us in. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds lovely. A nice evening for a walk. 
Exactly. <laughs> if you can't find people breaking into antique stores, become them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you are uh, entering in. That sounds fair. Uh, so you guys head back out onto the street? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let us cut back to Ms. Boone, Mr. Steele, and the unfortunately rather quiet Father Gutierrez. <laughs> you notice how he's not here for all the exorcism <laughs> occult stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. but I'm here now. Yay! Oh. Yay! Our expert has arrived. Just in time. <laughs> to lose some sanity and gain some occult. Yes. yes. Uh, Father Gutier, would you lose a D4 San and gain a D6 occult? D4 San is four points. Wow. And one D6. Uh, it's a four. Okay. Trade four points of sand for four points to your occult. That's that's not a bad trade. Um, so you know, as uh, Mr. Steele, you can you know you can feel the um, you know the the compulsion. You can feel the the focus start to lift, and your your voice. You know, somehow you just know to stop and you you stop chanting and and your eyes kind of refocus on the clock and it it has indeed been an hour uh and the three of you you know kind of you know take a moment to kind of you know shake your heads and 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 recover and you turn and you see standing in the doorway to the room jean jean claude lavoie and next to him, a gentleman who you haven't been introduced to, but as uh, Ms. Boone saw briefly, uh, you recognize as the man who assaulted Celine on the train, uh, kind of a large, stout man with a peg leg. Uh, at least one of you speaks French, right? Uh, uh, that would be the father? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Jean-Claude says, uh, ah, yes, I feel so much better. Thank you, gentlemen and ladies. I am truly in your debt. And then he, in, he switches to French. <clears throat> what say you, Hugh? Yes, I feel so much better as well. It is a bit of a shame, but yes, yes, I agree. I agree. And the large, stout gentleman who Jean-Claude addressed as Hugh steps into the room. His peg leg kind of clacks. Jean-Claude steps into the room behind him. And all three of you can make sanity rolls. Oh, Oh, great. Okay. Helping them was the wrong thing. Uh, it's a pass. It's a uh, pass for me, too. How about all the zeros? Oh! <laughs> uh, you can lose one point for the success. You can lose a D3 or all three of it for Gary's botch. Yeah. Um, as you see, Hugh kind of slough off his coat, <coughs> and he, he starts to almost kind of bloat and enlarge 
and grow and hair sprouts from almost his entire body as his clothes rip apart and his face elongates and these kind of huge teeth extend out of his mouth and he falls onto his three good legs and he kind of shakes himself for a moment and then standing before you where Hugh was is a large three-legged black bear and behind him you see Jean-Claude he almost kind of folds in on himself as his skin turns dark and his whole head kind of collapses and elongates and stretches out and his body folds in upon itself as black feathers ripple out from all over his body as his clothes slough off around him and he lets out a large caw as this huge raven swoops into the room and dives at Mr. Steele. You may make a dodge roll, sir. Um, Mr. Steele's on zero. Um, oh, that's right. You are you fall unconscious, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Forget forget that sand roll, then. You've, you're just fall unconscious. Uh, oh, as the, the raven dives at uh, Father Guthier, you may make a dodge roll, sir. Uh, zero six. So it is, uh, tell you if it is a hard success. Yeah, more than good enough. The, uh, the, you know, the raven kind of dives at your face, uh, and, you know, clearly misses. Um, Ms. Boone. How is this raven bear sized? The bear is, the bear bear is bear sized. sized. The raven is raven sized. It's just a really fat, large one. Yeah, it's a particularly large raven, but it's still, you know, a raven. Um, it's not preternaturally large, if that's what you were getting at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to snap a picture uh, of this bear, like right in the space for the... Uh, the bulb to go off, and then I'm going to try to. <clears throat> oh, Simon's there. Yeah, I'm going to snap a picture and try to get out of the room. Photography roll. Photography roll. I don't believe camera operating a camera is really within you know is something you do every day. So that's okay. yeah. I think a photography roll to try to suddenly operate a strange camera in the middle of this stressful situation. Is a reasonable approach. Okay, and that would probably be art craft. Uh, art craft photography. Yep. Which is uh, base five and fifty-eight is not five. So yeah, nope. you're, you're kind of struggling with the, uh, you know, the the camera, and can't quite, you know, get it figured out. The um, uh, the bear charges and takes a swipe at Father Guthier. You may make a dodge roll, or I suppose fight back if you want to. Dodge. And sign it is a failure. Uh, he misses you. Just nice. barely. Uh, Father Guthier, you are up. I will try to make it to the door. Is there uh, any, you, any, mm-hmm. any charm around me? 
like a knife or something like that. Maybe the knife that um, was used. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Steele certainly had a knife because he had to prick himself to put some blood in the bowl. Uh, you can borrow it. I will do that on the way out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you can make your way to the door. Uh, the raven will dive at you again. Mm -hmm. Can I attack? Uh, well, so you so this turn basically you picked up the knife and then ran for the door. You can fight back against the raven, sure. I will fight back. Yes. That is a success. It is a success. It is. Okay. Roll damage. Um. So D4. what? The, uh, one, but I have points of damage okay uh you slice at the raven uh it cause in anger miss boone <clears throat> um not having got it to work sorry simon i'm going to toss the uh the camera at the bear's face <clears throat> and try to uh <laughs> try to snatch the bowl up and uh make for the door myself throw roll no. Uh, the camera goes wide, smashes against the wall. No! Do I get the bowl? <laughs> uh, you can grab the bowl from Mr. Steele and start to head towards the door. Awesome. Uh, you won't get to the door this round because you did take the moment to throw the camera. Sure. Uh, the bear, uh, with Father Gutierrez having ran around it, uh, we'll turn and swipe at Father Gutierrez. Okay. Ooh, I will. I will. I will fight back. Yeah. And that is pretty good. Uh, he clocks you really hard for fourteen points of damage. Oh. Boy. Whoa. Bye. My, my my ribs kind of crack and I hit the the, the wall and I fall dead immediately. Ouch. Uh, the raven screeches, kind of takes a turn around the room. Clearly looking for another target and seeing Ms. Boone. Ms. Boone. Yeah, the four words self-preservation and haul ass are high on her mind. She's going to try to leap through the door and run down the stairs and get as far as she can away immediately. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you make your way out the door. Uh, the raven... You know, out the door, down the hallway. The raven, you know, you can hear it screeching in pursuit. Uh, give me a listen roll. Listen. Nope. Uh, you fail to hear the uh, crunching sound as the bear bites down, breaking Mr. Steele's neck. Uh, dealing him seven points of damage. 
He's still alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. Ms. Boone, you make your way <laughs> you make your way out the door into the uh into you know the 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 you know kind of parking circle area there. Can I make sure to try to slam the door on my way out? Uh you can make a dex roll. Give me a dex, dex roll. Uh give me actually as you get to the front door, you pull it yep. open, right? Your intention is to run out and slam the door behind you. First give me a doesn't matter which way we do it, I suppose. Give me a spot hidden and a dex roll. Spot hidden and a dex roll. Spot hidden first will be a 93. Too scared to see what's about to end her life. And the dex roll will actually succeed by uh, a hard amount. Okay. Uh, Yes, you get to the front door. You slam it shut behind you. Um. You again fail to hear another crunching sound as the bear rips into Mr. Steele's body for another seven points of damage. He's dead. Uh, so, Ms. Boone, you've slammed the door. You can hear the uh, the raven kind of screeching and clawing, you know, cawing behind you, uh, you know, on the other side of the door. Uh, you hear a roar from the bear that sounds like it's getting closer. Mm-hmm. Um, am I lucky? You said I was in the car park area. Yes. Oh, my God. I'd have to be really lucky for there to be a car with some keys in it. <laughs> she is not. <laughs> um, how far away am I to the edge of the property, like where the cabs... You know, the street, there's a, is it, I don't care if it's a busy street or not, there's a chance someone's going to be there. Um, yeah. Is um, it all over open ground? Or? It, it is all over open ground mm-hmm. down the driveway. You know, it's not far, it, you know, I mean, it's not like right there, you know, but it's not more than 50, 50 60 meters to the front gate. And it's still not late evening, it's just evening. Shortly after 9 p.m. Shortly after 9 p.m. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to try to... uh, Is the gate closed? Uh, It is. Um, But as you're standing there looking around, Mm -hmm. uh, you see... You do notice a couple things. Uh, There are no cars parked in the the driveway. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the gate starts to open and as you see the gate start to open you hear a couple things you hear a growl from Mm -hmm. off to the side kind of between the buildings Mm -hmm. and you see kind of striding towards you a very large tiger (laughs) and a not quite as large but nearly so jet black panther Oh my god. You hear a crashing and a roaring sound behind you as the bear throws itself into the door. <laughs> All right. Um flight <laughs> as best I can, kind of away from those huge cats. 
towards the uh, towards the gates. Break into a run. Uh, feet crunching on the. Uh, somebody's really noisy. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot going on. Yeah, it sounds like uh, sound effects. We're we're doing some uh, foley work for this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's worth it. Uh, you know, your feet kind of crunching on the gravel as you just sprint all out for the uh, for the gate. You hear a roar and a crash behind you as the door splinters, and you can you you just know the bear is just you know crashing out of the uh, guest house. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear the screech of the raven as it suddenly goes quiet, uh, as the raven comes screaming out of the guest house. But then you hear a snarl and two loud roars from the cats and you turn and you see the tiger and the panther leap onto the bear and just start tearing it apart and the bear is kind of swiping back and fighting you know and the you know the cats are kind of you know are clearly much faster than the bear you know they're they're dodging in and swiping and you know the raven will you know is cawing and diving at one or the other of the cats and the cats will occasionally you know turn and, and leap and try to grab it and i assume you continue to run yes yes that's probably a yeah a quick glance hurriedly towards the street and waving down any car i can and running all the way back to the church if i have to <laughs> okay uh you make your way out into the street and we will cut back to Mr. Harwick, Ms. LaForge, and Mr. McBride. Oh, it's been a very tough night for us. Very yeah, difficult, so much. It's getting a little chilly <laughs> out here. It's slightly yeah. uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> oh. I feel really taxed. Should we go the home? Fog is, the, the fog is rolling in off the Saint-Laurent. It's, uh, it's, it's a little damp and moist and... Yeah, there's chilling. Miserable. Yeah. Chilling here. Um, well, I guess, yeah, we should find a, uh, a suitable antiquary. So are you just wandering the streets looking for Tibetan antiques in shop windows? or Yes. That or zombies, yes. yes. <laughs> or zombies, yeah. Yeah, you're okay. with that. We're what called the... A story letdown points, you know. <laughs> the downbeats, yes. High excitement, then you got to bring them back again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you find neither of those things. Okay. Wow. But eventually, somewhere around 1 a.m., maybe, we uh, we head home, back to the church. Oh, yes. Seems... Yeah, all right. Um, okay, we will cut back to uh, Ms. Boone. Um, so, uh, earlier in the evening... Uh, you made your way onto the street um, or onto the road out front. You know, there there isn't a whole lot of uh, cabs here, but you're able to, you know, eventually you know, run to uh, a cross street and uh, are eventually able to flag down uh, a cab, which will take you back to the church. Uh, and then a couple hours later, Mr. Harwick, Ms. LaForge, and Mr. McBride show up, uh, unless there was something else in particular that you were wanting to do there. 
I'm just wondering how drunk she's going to be when we get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite. Quite. Nope, I think we just arrived back. Yep. To find uh, Ms. Boone curled up in the study. Uh, probably the door the door to the study is uh, you know is is shut. Yeah, and you and you open it and you just kind of find her huddled in a corner shaking with a uh, bottle of uh, port in her hand. Oh. Oh, good evening. <laughs> what? What has what? happened to you? What? Oh my! It was terrible. It was oh the father Simon the bears and ravens. Oh my God! The Lebois. It, it ah, ah, it was terrible. And she'll uh, just start sobbing a little bit, and over the course of a. Uh, you know, an extended period of time, you'll get the whole story out of there, of everything that happened. Oh, my dear. They are the monsters. They are the ones I've been warned about by the... But the other ones, the cats, were on your side. I, I, I've been thinking about that all night, and it might be, if that, if one generation takes over the next... And that was Hugh and Jean-Pierre. The cats might have been Stefan and Celine. Maybe they're, maybe they're aiming to take over or their parents left. I don't know. But I've got the bowl. Got the bowl. Perhaps we can. We can conduct the same ritual. I what? don't understand. So, so you were telling me that this Celine Lavoie was attacked by somebody in a train. You're saying it was, it was someone was called Father's Hugh? Man. It was the man was the bear, man. and the bear was the man. Well, but Hugh is uh, the father's brother, isn't he? Yes. Yes. Who attacked the daughter? Who attacked? Yes. But she acted. I thought you said she acted like she didn't know who it was. She did. But he attacked her, and then she attacked him. It's... Ah. I... Hmm. We are in deeper waters, and we, we know and how you, to swim. And you want to put the curse on them again? That seemed to be working. You, you didn't see Jean-Pierre. He was at death's door before we got there. Oh my god. Do you think Celine will try to if she rescued you, she and her brother, perhaps they will um we could send word to them. We wouldn't word? want to curse them. Send word to them. Oh I don't know. I I I don't know. Maybe I can't see. Can't see any safety. Annalise, what do you think? You've seen these things many times. I do not think we can lower ourselves to to deal with this. To be bringing curses, which is not what I have learned recently. 
It is not the way. What about must my love? What about my my cousin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have become distracted. <laughs> distracted. <laughs> Yes, I believe you have have lost the way. You have gotten involved with these people. That is not good. No, it's not. I don't know. And the want, zombies don't seem to be good either. And you want to get more involved with them is what you are saying. You want to keep on digging. I might just want to get out of this city. Yes, well, that you, is what I have been thinking for, yeah. for some days, ever since the taxi driver warned me about the bear and the raven. But what well, about we Phil? They here. They know where we are. That is why I am here, is to look for Phil. That is why I have not left. It has been several days. I have been thinking that we should leave, but. I have made my word, and I am here still. Yes, I agree with you. What about revenge? Revenge for revenge the father not. of Simon. I, I do not but think revenge really is the way that. to go. Who warned them? The father warned you. Mourns, mourns. Oh, we can mourn them, yes. Oh, my God. But at a private hotel, we should leave soon. They're chasing <laughs> That's not a terrible idea. Yes. But, but what if Father Phil comes back, too? Well, that is his home. He will know what to do if he comes home. It is okay. What about the safe? Did somebody try to break in the safe while we were all gone? Does anybody have the combination? Yeah, I, I would look have. at the safe and see if anyone tried to break in, though. Yeah, I have the combination, though, because Father Gutierrez gave it to me so I could put I could conduct our clever ruse of the cow's heart. Uh, the safe <laughs> is unmolested. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, and more interestingly, the real heart is inaccessible because it is in the safe deposit box <laughs> of the dead father. <laughs> well. He maybe was, that's the safest way. Yeah, maybe that's the yes. He undoubtedly has the key on him, which means they can just go there and open it. No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe if the banks are, are that soft, but... I believe the family there, the if you can believe them, they're so powerful that they could probably just... They may even own the bank. That's possible. Yeah. That but, okay, why... Why, if they wanted the heart, attack and for them to be oh, I don't. I don't necessarily think they did. I think they wanted to be free, and they once they were free, they wanted to remove witnesses to it. Yes, I don't think they have anything to do with the body or the heart, unless, of course, they are the blood, in which case they may have something to do with it. It is a bit of a mess, but... Uh, yes, but a hotel sounds like a, a very yeah, nice no. idea if there are um, men looking to kill you. Yes, I, I think, Miss Spoon, you're in quite a bit of trouble. 
What? Yes. <laughs> I dare say we all are, sir. Well, actually, they've never seen any of us. <laughs> well, absolutely. we need to leave just because this could be a dangerous place to be. But afterwards, they won't know. Certainly not me. I didn't show up until quite late. Anna Celeste they have and seen Stanley me. were on the train as well, yes. Well, yes. Yeah. The, the bear man has seen me. I don't know if he knows where that to makes find you, me if I leave the yes. city. That makes you the perfect person, Mr. Horwick. Don't you see? We can send you into danger and you'll be perfectly safe. <laughs> Welcome, Patricia. Well, Let us pack. Yes, I mean, I, certainly to a certain degree, yes, but... Um, Heading into danger is what led to uh, these unfortunate circumstances. The Maybe we should rings. take Father Gutierrez. The phone rings? Oh, yes. You can, uh, hear, the, you can hear in the other room, <coughs> you know, in the uh, rectory, like the phone ringing. It is, yeah. Uh, should I? I, I? I will walk over. Uh, hello, this is uh, Sankuti. <laughs> Patricia <laughs> says, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here, but Patricia is. Would you like to leave a message? <laughs> Hello, Father Gutierrez. You are looking for him? Yes. Well, can I tell him who is who is calling? It is quite late. I know where McBride is. You know where McBride is? Oh, where is he? Come and I will tell you. Where? Uh, he says the, uh, the corner of two streets that you um, probably have seen somewhere in uh, old Montreal. Okay. Uh, yes, yes, we will do that. Uh, who, who shall we look for? Click. As expected. It was a man with a, a tired voice who was looking for the Father Gutier and says that he knows where uh, Father McBride is and he will tell us if we meet at, uh, at this intersection, I guess now. Does he want us to put blood in a bowl, too, and... I don't... He didn't say anything about that, but... Uh, Would it be easier perhaps, to tie our hands up before we get there, or just wait? I mean... Well, I'm thinking about what Patricia was saying, Mr. Harwick, that you should be able to walk through town safely. Oh. And perhaps right, if you but can... This, this doesn't seem... This seems... Well, I do want to find Philip, so Well, fine. if you were to walk, just to walk through the intersection and keep going, perhaps you would notice something that would help us for when we go back and meet with this man. Well, we don't know if this man's been paying attention to this house, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to go do that. True. We could also try something, you know, we could, I don't know, climb a fire escape and look down on the intersection or we could hire a taxi and drive through the intersection to see what was seen 
we might be able to do something other than just tie our hands and walk into the lion's cage. Did um did he say what time we should meet him? Uh, now I think no, I don't think he said anything. He said, "Come here." And he asked specifically for Father Gutier. Yes, and he then must I... know. He must know that Father Gutier put the heart in a safety deposit box. Why? He followed him. him. Where else has Father Gutierrez been by himself? He's been to the, uh, not the Vatican, the, um, Bishop's house. The cathedral, yeah. Yes, he went to the cathedral, the archbishop. Yes. The offices, yeah. Well, but I think we we have no choice. Yes, I think you're right. We have no choice. We do this or we leave Montreal. No, I agree. I agree. I'll go. All right. Well, let's we go. have anything to protect us. Well, Stanley, I believe, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Harwick are armed. Yes. Perhaps, uh, perhaps the uh, two of you. Hmm? I was going to say, perhaps the two of you, if you are unknown, could do what uh, Miss LaForge was saying and keep us covered. I believe is how it's. It's uh, described. There are. It is a cross street. So. Well, I was wondering if I should put on some of my cousin's clericals. Aha! Well, and I'll use his, his shape. Pose as Father Gutierrez. Put a little boot black in my hair. And perhaps I could put on some. Oh no! I guess she doesn't live here, so her clothing would not be here, Madame Danjou. Um, but uh, I actually, I, uh, I, I will, I will be right back, and I'm going to go into the church. Okay. And I am going to uh, remove uh, the sliver of Sankuti from the box, and I'm going to put it um, in a little pouch around my neck or something like that. Maybe in a little. Uh, maybe I have a little. Uh, Folding clasp and amulet thing. Okay. You can certainly uh, steal the holy relic. That's fine. Yes. Yep. <laughs> we are on the church, the Lord's business now. It's okay. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. Exactly. <laughs> I am ready. Cue the blues, brothers. Miss Boone, are you coming with us, or do you want to find a hotel? What's your state of mind? <laughs> well, I'm quite shaken. Um, yes, it's perhaps a hotel would be best somewhere, somewhere nearby. Um, I could call call a cab, car service, and which. Uh, which hotel do you think? <clears throat> I don't know. No, no. Do we see one him. nearby, Jim? Or not? Uh, there probably is. All right. Well, if we're not back by morning. Yeah, I'll tell you where to go. I'll call the car service, get everything loaded in the back, and we can skedaddle. Do we have anything else? In, we've got the bot. No, the body was stolen. 
starts in the uh, safe deposit box and the uh, splinter of Cantu, uh, Sanctity are here. So uh, she will scrawl a quick note. Thanks for the memories for Madame Danju to, uh, <clears throat> to find and uh, yeah, grab all the stuff while they go out and move us to a suitable hotel nearby. Uh, okay, you can certainly do that, Ms. Boone. Uh, we will leave you doing that. Uh, is uh, Mr. Harwick, Ms. Laforge, and Mr. McBride so dressed what's as planned? Father Goudier? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. What's the plan? I think we won't have enough time to do any real planning other than just to go there. Well, okay. I think the only thing we can do is figure out who's walking through the intersection together or separately. Mm. Um, I'm happy to walk through. I'm happy to stand to the side and wait with a, my gun ready if that's necessary. Maybe that not, would be good. It's not what far. Are, it's maybe a 10-minute walk. Why don't you take too. the gun, Miss LaForge? Me? Well, I'm obviously the bait. Ah, okay. Oh. Uh, I can uh, take a gun from you, but... Uh, Oof. Okay. Uh, it is uh, perhaps I have not fired one. I will give you a quick lesson as we walk along. Okay. <laughs> why don't you guys, uh, yeah, why don't you walk through like your lovers and then I will um, obviously dressed up as Father Gutierrez um, come just a minute behind you and look for somebody waiting for us, waiting okay. for me. Yeah? Sounds like a, a plan. <laughs> yes. Well, Monsieur Harwick, shall we? Ah, yes, yes. Yes. I will grab his elbow and lean into his shoulder and Walk down the sidewalk. Well, okay. I whisper sweet nothings about how to put bullets into the revolver. And... <laughs> <laughs> Don't, Don't close your eyes when you shoot. Off. <laughs> Watch out for the kickback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Center of mass. Uh, so Harwick and LaForge are, are going through first, and then uh, McBride, you're following a few minutes later. Is that the... Yes. Okay. Um, so, you know, you kind of get to the, the intersection that was noted. Um, it's This is, to say it's the intersection of two streets is saying it a little too much, right? This is Old Town Montreal. You know, the buildings are, are very densely packed. The streets are narrow. Uh, you know, they're actually cobblestoned. The intersection that was mentioned is really more of a, a, a street and a, an alleyway than, you know, kind of two cross streets. Okay, so um, we should walk in the bigger street. Yeah. Uh, as you, you know, kind of pass through the, um, you know, past the alley, Mr. Harwick and uh, Miss LaForge, why don't you make spot hidden rolls? Ooh, whoa. That is a zero one, which is extremely successful in an impaling kind of way. Very nice. Uh, as you kind of get, you know, you kind of get there and you you look down the alleyway and it's uh, it's 
pretty obvious. Uh, there are three, um, you presume, men, you know, standing kind of in the shadows just off the street. Uh, they are all wearing heavy robes. Oh. Have heavy okay. dark robes. Okay. So we cross the intersection and keep going. Should we circle around behind them? Yes, yes, let's do that. So After I, guess, I yeah, see we'll them. Go. Go ahead. Well, I assume After there's a, a few minutes sort of implies there's enough distance between us that we can make this loop before you get there. Right. That sounds reasonable. And then I saunter that way. Um, obviously looking for somebody. Yep. Um, as you, uh, Mr. McBride, as you get to, you know, the intersection, um, you know, a a man, a kind of you know large, heavy-set man in you know kind of big, heavy robes, you know, big hood kind of over his head, you know, so you can't see his face. Steps out uh, of the shadows. You can see behind him there are two more in similar robes. The Forge. Sorry. Guthier. Uh, where is the heart? It is locked away. You will tell us where is the heart for McBride. How do I know Father McBride is alive? Uh, as you say that, uh, he looks up. The hood kind of falls away, and you can make a sanity roll. Yay. <laughs> uh, no, I cannot. <laughs> uh, D3. Sorry, D4. Two. I don't remember how much you lost from seeing the large, stout, elephantine creature before. Uh, but I'm sure you can figure that out. Or just lose two, whatever you feel is appropriate. And the the two in the shadows behind it step forward, and their hoods fall away, and there are two more of the same things. I, um... Yeah, I know what happened to me the last time. And I'm going to take a page out of Miss Boone's book and book it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. Harwick, you're probably, by the time you've come around, you've, you know, you maybe you're 20 feet away or so. You know, you see this uh, conversation. Uh, you see the things hood go back. Uh, you and Miss LaForge can go ahead and make sanity rolls. It's a pass. Uh, hard success. Uh, just one point for that. And Mr. Harwick, you're up. Um, sorry, do they? I, I am I able to hear this conversation and all that, or? Um, probably not. You can see that there is a conversation, and you can see that Mr. McBride is clearly terrified and probably about to run for it. Um, I am going to hold my action then to see if McBride leaves. And if 
McBride runs away and one of these things starts to follow it, I will shoot that one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> one of the things will uh, attempt to grab McBride as he turns to run. All right, let me get my dice reorganized here. Uh, you can go ahead and make a dodge roll if you wish to, Mr. McBride. Oh, I wish to. <laughs> but um, dodging is not Stanley's strong point, as we learned earlier in this adventure. <laughs> uh, and I do apologize, as it got a zero one. <laughs> uh, it grabs you and its strong grip. Mr. Harwick, would you like to reconsider your held action? Oh, no, this is exactly what I was holding it for, was exactly shoot. this sort of thing. I will shoot. <laughs> Go right ahead. That's a 94. <laughs> mm. uh, Mr. McBride, you feel bullet part your hair. <laughs> uh, Ms. LaForge. Uh, so how close are the two that are further from, that are closer uh, to us? Uh, they're maybe 15 feet from you, so, you know, good, you know, just five feet or so away from Mr. McBride. Uh, I'm running. <laughs> uh, towards, you're running away. Away. <laughs> he just called attention to us, I think, in a very bad way. Like, they're they're uh, close enough that they could apparently just, like, get to us, reach out and grab us. Well, I mean, they're 15 feet. They could charge you. Right, exactly. I would like to get further. I would like to run, like, to the end of the block. Okay. Uh, you turn to run. And we'll come back to you in a second. Uh, the other two start... The other two charge towards oh, Mr. Harwick. Uh, and it is Mr. Harwick. It is your go. Oh. Um, yes, if my faithful gun companion is not sticking around, there's the last time I had a character that stuck around in an alleyway, he died. So he is, hopefully Mr. McBride does well, but turn and go, he's going to go guard Miss LaForge. Yes, that's <laughs> what he's doing. He's making sure she escapes safely. It's heroic of really. Mr. McBride, would you make a spot hidden roll, please? Uh, I... We'll certainly try. I do spot the hidden thing. Uh, you see Mr. Harwick and Ms. LaForge turn and run. Run! Run! Um, uh, you can make a strength roll if, if you want. Try to break free of the creature's grasp. Uh, yeah, I'll try that. I am pretty strong. That It's just a regular success, but you know what? It's really close, so I will burn the six points of luck to make that a hard success. Uh, you managed to get free. Nice. Yeah. Um, Mr. Harwick and Ms. LaForge, as you, as you turn to run... Um, you almost smack, you almost you you come up almost immediately short as you see a man standing behind you. Uh, he is tall, slender, 
He has a, a black hat uh, and a long black coat. And he, he holds up his hands. You can both make a, a sand roll. That's a success. Uh, a success, yeah. Uh, you can both lose a point of sand. Uh, as you see, like a a silver glow, almost like a like a large firefly, but it's a bright, brilliant silver. Just kind of rise up from his hand, and it starts tracing out patterns in the air. You can almost see. You know, symbols in the air from the afterglow of this bright silver thing flitting around. And then it suddenly leaps forward, flies past you. And Mr. McBride, you see this just silver streak come out of what seems to you like nowhere and just slice through the three creatures completely decapitating them and all three fall to the ground i i barely don't shoot this man <laughs> as i i grab i grab my pendant as he you know is waving his hand and <laughs> see him hold that thing up and i'm pulling my gun and then that shoots past me and i i assume here the i don't know if there's any screams of those creatures or what sort of noise they make but there's kind of a, a squelching sound. Yeah. Oh. Oh. He um. He he you know kind of, he he has a cane. He kind of lifts it up, adjusts his hat. Uh, spot hidden rolls from the two of you, Mr. Harwick. Mr. No. Yes, finally. Uh, Mr. Harwick, you can see a small drop of blood. What looks like a a tear kind of you know coming down his nose <clears throat> as he kind of you know reaches his hand up and and wipes it away uh, i do apologize um i got here just in time i see yes uh, which of you is which of you is his father what was it Gutier? oh uh, he is father uh... Gutier. come uh, I I I go that way. In a daze. Uh, I'm very glad to meet you. My name my name is Jean Paul Vitorian. I have been. I do apologize, uh, Miss Laforge. I believe it is. I've been following you since you came to the Montreal Star. You will be very glad, I believe, to hear that I know where you can find Philip McBride and that he is safe at the moment. That is wonderful news. You, I hope, still have the heart. Did you telephone us? Safe. Or did they telephone us? I believe that they did. I certainly did not draw you out at this time of evening. Uh, the heart. What was your last Safe. name again? Vitorian. If you would like to write it in your notes, 
<laughs> I have done so. Uh. Apparently poorly. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much that uh, for saving us from these horrible creatures. That was remarkable how you were able to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Is there is there any service that we can do for you, sir? Uh, you are keeping the heart safe, yes? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. I hope they will not... Is in a place where they will not be able to access it? Uh, I hope so. Yes. I mean, is it is it just these creatures here, or is there... Are there more human? Yes. No, there is. There is so much more going on than I believe you realize. Yes. (laughs) Are the are the Lavois looking for the heart? I think that is the important question. The Lavois? No, I do not. I do not know that name. Then I think the heart is safe. Yes, the heart is safe. Excellent, excellent. Please see that it is kept safe. There is a great danger to all of us should the blood reacquire the heart. Yes, I think so. Time is growing late. I will call on you tomorrow. We must discuss all of this. For the time being, please just do what you can to keep the heart safe. That is of the utmost importance. We can be meet it, you at a cafe or something tomorrow, if that works. Be at San Cuti. I will call upon you there. Okay. And with that, he twirls his coat, and faster than you would have believed a man of his age to move, runs around the corner. What an evening. Uh, um, are you okay, Stanley? I, I, uh, similar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering how we're going to get the key to the safety deposit box. Well, if it is only a matter of it staying safe, perhaps we do not have to. You didn't say we needed the heart, just to to keep it safe. We don't even know what bank it's at. Yes, I think that is the safest. Well, except for if the father has a key to the safe box. Right, but if the Lavois don't want it, then it doesn't matter. They have the key, and it doesn't. They won't. I mean, whatever. It's in a, apparently it has been eaten by a bear. Hmm. I mean, we will we will find out tomorrow. I guess I am That's... somewhat uh, uh, curious about these creatures, though, and their robes. Well, let's go and yes, look at them I'm, a little bit. Yes, I'm not excited, but I feel like they're we should. They're disgusting. Miss um, LaForge, let me warn you, they're quite disgusting. Yes, probably like those river creatures. The, river creatures. the what? It seems so long ago. It's probably a story for a daylight. Yes. Yes, for sure. 
So, yeah, I guess we can kick around the bodies a little bit to see if there's anything on them, if they're just robes or if they have, you know, any identification or ritualistic this, that, the other thing. Uh, they are not carrying ID. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> uh, the one thing... The one thing that you do immediately notice is that the bodies are already starting to liquefy and decompose. Yeah. And what about the okay, robes? What are they like? Is this... okay. uh, heavy wool, dark, you know, heavy dark wool. Is it one worth taking those? That's what I was wondering. I, uh, a bigger person might be able to disguise himself as one of these things, I guess. But ugh, it is disgusting. Is there um, anything on their feet in the way of odd-looking dirt or whatnot? Mm. Uh, spot hidden. Nope. Not be able to help. I can't tell. This they, they're, they're not wearing shoes, you know, so they're just kind of generally dirty feet. <laughs> dirty elephant feet. Well, let's go to the hotel. Yes. Yes, it is time to sleep if we can. If we can. Uh, you make your way back to the hotel where uh, Ms. Boone has you ensconced. Yep. Under fake names, presumably. Yes. Looks like I'm going to be you. Father Goudier from now on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think here. this is a good place to call it for the evening. <laughs>